0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes each day, but that keeps us in God's Word, and being that short allows us to work it into our busy schedules every day. And being in God's Word every day is critical for the strength and development and growth of our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you always to share these short studies with everybody you can every day. You may help somebody come closer to God. You may help somebody grow in their faith. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So share through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. Make that commitment and start today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, talking about questions for the Judgment Day. Well, we talked about some of the really difficult exams that some people will have to take. We really listed what what have been called the seven hardest exams and they have to do with professional degrees and professional certification. One of those, though, is the, is the scholastic aptitude test or the SAT test that high school juniors and seniors have to take in order to qualify for entrance into college, and especially for the college of their choice. Some of them have higher standards of entrance than others. I had to take that test along with... Uh, Another one as well, the the ACT test, and and let me tell you, they're not fun, (laughs) not by any means as 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 far as I'm concerned, but all of the others are professional exams, and so we talked about those, and we talked about in some cases what a large percentage of those who first take those exams fail, or what a small percentage of those who take those first exams pass on the first try. Well, then we've talked about how those are simply illustrative for the most important final exam that mankind will face, and every one of us will face this final exam, and that's judgment day. We will all be called to give account of the things that we have done in our physical lives, whether good or bad, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10 nobody will be exempt from that particular exam nobody will be able to say well that's not my field of study or that's not my area of expertise or i'm just not interested in that particular subject matter or line of work no paul said we all must appear before the lord of before the judgment seat of our lord and savior jesus christ On that day, we will all be examined. We will all have to take that exam. Hmm. Nobody will be excluded. Well, in Romans chapter 14, beginning with verse 11, the apostle Paul writes this, As I live, says the Lord, and this is God speaking, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us shall give account of himself to God Well, here is simply another verse of scripture another text of scripture that tells us exactly what we have just said everybody Will meet on that final exam day Nobody will be excluded all of us will have to give account of ourselves, how we have lived personally, individually, while living here in our physical existence in this world. Well, let's let's talk about some questions that will be on that exam. How about this first question? What about your works? What? Works? What do you mean? A whole lot of people who claim to be staunch believers in god and in jesus christ and they would say oh i'm 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 a dedicated christian but they believe that works 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 you can't do anything to save yourself and they would many of them at least would quickly relate what the apostle paul wrote in ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9 where he said we have been saved by grace through faith And that not of ourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And so Paul was saying, there's no way that we can earn our salvation through some whole host of good works that we think we've done. And he's absolutely right about that. The Jewish people, over those last few hundred years before the coming of Christ, really, they really messed up their mindset about how to be faithful to God and they tied their faithfulness to God with doing all kinds of works and things. At least many of them did. I believe we can understand. But Paul's saying, look, we cannot save ourselves. We cannot We cannot go to God in a breathing our last and say, okay, God, you owe me salvation. You owe me eternal life because I did all of these good things in the name of You and your son, my Lord Jesus Christ. Well, not going to work. But most people, I think they probably stop with verse 9, where it says, not of works, lest anyone should boast. But verse 10 is part of that immediate context. And it goes on and says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So... This question and that final exam, what about your works, is not only a valid question, but it is a very important question. Hmm. A lot of people would like to be able to bypass that, wouldn't they? Because they have not lived very active Christian lives. Even though they claim to believe in God and Christ and claim to be Christians, they haven't done much in the way of good works, demonstrating their faithfulness, their belief in God and Christ. It's interesting, the psalmist wrote this in Psalm 62 in verse 12. Also to you, O Lord, belongs mercy, for you render to each one according to his, uh uh-oh, according to his work. You render to each one according to his work. The wise man wrote in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 12, these words along the same line. If you say, surely we did not know this, does not he who weighs the hearts consider it? He who keeps your soul, does he not know it? And will he not render to each man according to his deeds? Oh, we're talking about Active dedication, not just intellectual belief in God and in Christ, but our Lord will hold us accountable. God will hold us accountable for putting our belief or faith into action through obedience initially, but then through service and dedication, doing the works that God has prepared for us to do ahead of time. Peter, the apostle, wrote this in, in uh, 1 Peter, chapter 1, and we look here, beginning with verse 13, therefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts as in your ignorance, but as he called you, he who called you is holy, you also be holy. You also be holy in, your, in all your conduct. We are to be holy, live holy lives. Now drop down to verse 17 next. And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges Each according to one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear or in respect for God. God will judge us through Jesus Christ according to our work. And look at what we read in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 27 when Jesus says this, The Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Matthew 16 and verse 27. And it is similar, similarly put by the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 2 and verse 6, where we read this. He who will render to each one according to his deeds. Oh, so those people who say, work salvation, you can't earn your sa-. No, you can't earn your salvation. You can't do, a good no- uh, do enough good works to obligate God to save you and give you eternal life. But God expects you as you live the true Christian life for that to be a working dedication an active obedient dedication commitment faithfulness one of service and dedication and that includes good works well we need to take that to heart we need to understand there's no getting around that the work that christians do god recognizes and they receive special recognition from God. We want to look at 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 8. Here the apostle Paul wrote, he who plants and he who waters are one and each will receive his own reward according to his own labor, his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. Huh sounds like there's a whole lot in the New Testament about God requiring, expecting, holding us accountable for not just being believing Christians, but for being working Christians. And if you really want to get an eyeful on this particular principle, read James chapter 2, beginning with verse 17, all the way through the end of that chapter. We'll come back and study a little bit more along this line next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for blessing us with the opportunity and the way to be forgiven and to be saved, to be redeemed through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But help us, Father, to get ready for that ultimate final exam and that is the day of judgment. Guide us, help us to live our lives, give us the wisdom to see our need to, and give us the strength and ability and direction to do so, to live our lives faithfully, actively before you, Father, and to fulfill what you expect of us always. To your glory, we pray, Father. Please forgive us and hear a prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.